What's up, guys? It's time to go Behind the Bum. What's up, guys? Welcome to this episode of Behind the Bum. I did just turn 30, which is honestly not it as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) So I thought it'd be a fun episode to talk with people. Maybe it'll make someone else feel better who like also turned 30. So I was speaking with a professional development coach, life coach. He's also gay. He's also in his 30s. So I thought this would be fun to explore like what it's like mentally for gay men to age and how we can look forward to our 30s, maybe. I'm not sure, but Alex, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And uh, I got to say, 30s have been great so far. So I think we can alleviate some stress. Okay. And for the record, tell everybody how old you are. I'm 31. So, you know, I've just barely crested over into 30, but already it's a it's a pretty good time. So I really can't complain. Okay. So I'm just going to throw this out there. I mean... You were obviously at one point twenty as well, right? I, <laughs> so, I, like, I so yeah. <laughs> what What's the difference? Like, what makes your thirties so much better in this one year that you've had compared to the ten years you've had in your twenties? Yeah, I mean, if you think about where you start in your twenties, you are still in college, so you don't have a full time job. You can't really support yourself. You're still figuring out what you want to do with your career. Your friend group is still very malleable and you're you're kind of lost. And of course, that's really fun sometimes. Like it, it's a good time to, to be in that space. Um, so you graduate college, you get your first job. For me, I um, just left the classroom. So I was a high school teacher making no money. Um, so like I was still having fun, like discovering a group of friends, uh, discovering what it means to be like an independent adult. So years and years pass, and I'm just trying to gain footing as as like a, a person, as an adult. I'm trying to get a job that pays well. I'm trying to figure out really what I want to do with my life. Um, I go through tons of relationships. Um, I feel like in your 20s, I don't know if, if this is your experience, but like someone 24 and 28, their life experiences are vastly different. You can't even like communicate with them. It's like two different... My brother is 21, and even talking to him sometimes, I'm like, we are, I'm like, I don't get you, you don't get me, I'm like, I don't understand. Right, exactly. So every year of your 20s is is rapidly different and changing, and it, again, it's really fun, and I discovered a lot about who I was in my 20s, and I had fun in my 20s, and I partied in my 20s, um, and then just as I got to the end of my 20s, and the pandemic hit, I was kind of faced with coming to terms with like who I kind of wanted to settle into being because while like change is really fun, it's nice also to have a little bit of consistency. So since being 30, I've changed careers into one that is much more comfortable. Um, I feel really settled and I feel, and not settled in the fact that like life is boring, but settled in that I actually have the choice to do things I want to do with like confidence. Um, it's, it, there's not that like slippery footing of your twenties. I, I feel that aspect because I feel like in your twenties, I don't care who the fuck you are. Or like if mommy and daddy gave you a shit ton of money, nobody has a career. 
Right. You don't know who you are. I mean, when I started my 20s, I was still straight. So, <laughs> well, sounds like it was a big change in your 20s. <laughs> Did not think I would be here. No. Um, but no, I think it's that's a good way of looking at it because we are in such like a growth phase. Like we are who we are. You know what I mean? Like I think your 20s is so developmental that you're just trying to like see where you fit in. And that goes with your friends that goes with like a career that goes with just like your whole entire life. You're like, where do I fit into the world? Exactly. And now I could say in my thirties or my currently four days into my thirties, I have this like mental trajectory of like what I could do and where I see myself right. that like it is, you used a term and it was settled. And like, I hate that word. <laughs> right. It's a scary word to think about because people conflate being settled with being stagnant. And that's, it doesn't have to mean stagnant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like settling to me sounds giving up. Right. Where like settling could just mean I found something that like I want to strive for. And like, you finally got like, you're not lost. Exactly. And so I think when we're using the term settling, we're not saying don't go after what you want, live paycheck to paycheck, die. We're saying you finally get your footing to like, you know, go, go somewhere. Right. I think, you know, like we talked about earlier in your twenties, a lot of the discoveries you're having to make are kind of forced upon you by your environment. You're, job is changing you have to leave college you move out of your house you find apartments like just to be able to get by and so the world is forcing you to have to make choices but when you hit 30 and you've kind of come into a comfortable stride you get to make those choices now and I think that's what's exciting about 30 is that you still get to have fun and be the person you are but you have like the autonomy and resources to be able to do that and the world is not forcing you to do that I mean, you're not wrong, <laughs> but let me tell you, when I woke up on the actual day, I don't know like what mechanism happened inside my body, but I just had like tears and I wasn't like actually crying. My right. eyes were just like watering and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I, I feel like being gay and turning 30, it's like a day you never think will come. And then the day comes and you're like, whoa, like... But also, why, why is it so hard for gay people to turn 30, do you think? Like, why do we have this fear? Yeah, so I think what is particularly unique about being gay in 30 um, compared to maybe straight in 30 is that there seems to be this, like, lore and mythology that, like, gets passed around in gay culture about what it means to turn 30. Um, I... I know that I think at one point you emailed me this term, but this is the term that I heard is that 30 is supposed to be gay death, right? I, listen, I'm saying that because my friend had a 30th birthday party and the theme was funeral. And yes. this bitch was laying in a coffin waiting for us to all show up and the wardrobe was wear black. Like I attended a funeral for my friend's 30th birthday. <laughs> I'm actually obsessed because that is what I wanted my 30th party to be, but all my friends <laughs> I was, that it was dumb. Um, but I mean, okay, so I would love to hear from you, like, when, you know, what did you hear about turning 30? So you, you said you woke up with, like, those tears in your eyes. What, what, what were, like, your beliefs about what that day meant for you? So I feel like 
so I'm from upstate New York. So the mentality of living in a smaller town compared to a city like New York, I think is that like, okay, time to grow up. What are you doing? Like, do you have a boy? And you get like the questions from like your grandparents and your family and like, that's their mentality. But like living in a city, I mean, truth, like I hang out with like 40 and 45 year olds sometimes, you know what I mean? Like they still go out, they leave their fucking kids at home. Like it doesn't mean anything to them at all. But when I think, when I, I shouldn't say when I think, um, this is going to get me in trouble. When I see my friends who are my same age and I see the lives they're living um, who are straight, I'm like, this is my legitimate worst nightmare to ever be this person. And like, that's no shade. Everybody can live their own life. Sure, right. But I'm like, that is not my trajectory. And like, I also think what comes with it is you just start letting yourself go. Mm. and so I think I don't want to be that person that's just like oh fuck it like even if I gained a couple pounds like I don't personally care about that as long as like I am healthy and like I'm like enjoying my life you know what I mean right and so I feel like 30 to me kind of feels like we're just gonna get deep and depressing (laughs) go ahead We already talked about a funeral, so let's just lean into it. Yeah, like I feel like for me, turning 30 was kind of like an, obviously it is an end of a chapter, right? So it's like you always hear like, oh my God, my 20s were so fun. And so like, I don't really think I ever thought of my teens as closing a chapter. So I feel like this was the first time as like me as a person, I'm like, oh shit, like my 20s are over. So now anytime somebody references like, oh, when I was in my 20s, like anything I did, it's now done whole thing buttoned up closed and it's like did I accomplish everything I wanted to accomplish in my 20s like am I did I do enough so now I'm thinking in my brain like should I do more now to like overcome you know what I mean it's just like a weird thing to be like a whole section of your life is closed and like whatever happened happened and now you're not getting that back yeah Yeah. So, you know, one thing that a lot of people are going to experience when they turn 30 is there's going to be a shift in their social identity. Um, So part of like identity development in, in humans is it's this process called like social identity theory, which basically says that the world around us creates rules about certain groups you're a part of. Um, And then when you realize that you have membership in one of those groups, you end up taking on the values and behaviors and beliefs uh, of that group that you're a part of. So if you were to think about what your your group membership was as a 20-something-year-old gay man, um, there's a lot of expectations that surround that according to like your social group, that you're supposed to be having fun and hooking up and partying and like meeting new people and being really like vivacious. Um, and so that becomes a big part of your identity. There's like particular rules about the way you're supposed to act and think and feel. And then when you hit that 30 year old mark, because this, uh, there's a prevalence of, again, that idea of gay death, you suddenly have to thrust yourself, right? Right. But everyone talks about it. And because everyone talks about it, it forms this new membership. It's, oh my gosh, I'm gay and I'm 30. What does that mean? And so there can be this identity crisis that people have because it feels to them like their membership has changed. 
what what's expected of me now you you mentioned earlier like seeing your straight friends like they did x y and z um and you don't want to do those things like you don't want to be part of that group of people and you know we have all these societal expectations that when you're you know gay and 30 that your life's going to get boring now and you can't have fun anymore and so that creates a lot of dissonance for us when we're we're getting older um and we have to navigate how we find that membership fits into who we are um, currently. So do you feel like um, you like that you have some sort of responsibility to change now that you're 30? Not necessarily actually, which is interesting yeah. because I think I've had my same exact gay friends in New York. Right. And like, obviously that's not going to change. I think, and I'm going to blame COVID on this. I think people think I'm this wild, crazy, drunk bitch all the time, right. which like totally can get there. You know what I mean? Like I oh. have my days, right? but it's maybe like two days a week now and not seven. So like to me, I'm tightened up that I'm not acting the way I used to act. Right. And I also feel like, I don't know, like my friends in particular, we're starting to do more things that don't solely involve being in a club till four o'clock in the morning. Right. And we're kind of all equally on the same page. And some of those friends are 27. Some of those friends are 33. So it's not necessarily like, Oh, you turned 30, like time right. to leave the club. It's more like you just don't do those things. Wednesday, you're not going to college night on Thursday. You're right. you like, pick and choose. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I also think that like, it's, it's weird because I feel like this only happens when you turn 30, like the people who are 39 turning 40, they don't give a fuck. Right. Like nobody cares. It's like 30 for some reason. It's just like this weird pivot that like what after that, it's like, what the fuck ever? Like we're not, it's like the end of your youth almost maybe. Do you feel like, you know, I've always been really curious about what people consider to be young now. Because um, I feel like if you're like in your 50s, you look at someone 35 and you're like, oh my God, you're so young. What would you consider? So do you think 30 is the hard line for like the end of youth? Yes. Yeah. So what would you consider? What would you consider someone 30? So let me pivot for one second. Okay, so I feel like, I feel like back in the day, and when I say back in the day, I mean, I came out when I was 21. So maybe grinder phase was like 22, 23. Right. My limit was 29. Mm -hmm. Like the thought at that age of ever being with somebody that was 30, having sex with someone that was 30, even if I thought they were hot, I just, for some reason, viewed 30 as like, oh God, like if I hook up with this guy, we're going to hook up. He's going to want a boyfriend. He's going to want commitment. He's going to want this. And like, I'm mentally not there yet. So I feel like growing up, I always viewed 30 as like commitment, serious. Yeah. And not so much as like youth playful. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it's interesting you you bring that up only because, you know, earlier I just said, hey, if you're 50, look at someone 35. But I never considered, like, I'm just in this moment, I'm thinking, what do people when they're like, they're like late teens, early 20s think about 30-year-olds? And yeah, I think there is this understanding or this belief that once you hit 30, you're like, you're old. Have you been called daddy yet? Because that happened when I turned 30. That was weird. 
<laughs> no, can I tell you though, at brunch yesterday, somebody like I had a new drag queen come and perform at brunch. And she was like asking me, she's like, okay, so like, who are you? What do you do? How old are you? Are you single? Like ask me all the basic questions right. when you meet someone new. And I was like, oh, well, I just turned 30. She's like, shut up. I'm like, what? She goes, you look so good for 30. And I was like, and, and not to say I was like, that is the worst thing someone could ever say to me. But I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I look good for 30. Like, I was like, what does that even mean? Yeah, I truly, I think the, the numbers really get people put into boxes. Because honestly, I mean, what you, how old, at four days, it's been four days that you've been 30. <laughs> like, you are not that significantly different than 29. You know what I'm saying? No, it was just a week ago, you know? <laughs> I think people put so much stock into numbers. And again, I think it's because of that membership piece. We, we, we create these boundaries between 20 and 30 that are so hard, but also so arbitrary. Um, because again, I still fully believe now that people in their 30s are still very young. Um, yeah. I think people have a lot of flexibility to have fun and mess around and take risks in their 30s. So. I totally think that's still young. And I think that um, gay culture is really um, stuck in boxing 30 as being like the beginning of being old. Um, so yeah, that's it's crazy to me that people would make that type of comment to you. But you wanna know what else is weird sometimes? It's like your brain, like obviously we grow up, right? Like your brain grows up. But like to me in my brain, I'm like, oh, I'm still like 21. You know what I mean? Like I don't view myself as like any differently than like I previously did. But then like you go out or like you end up at like, I don't know, friend's birthday party and you actually see someone who is 21, you're like, oh, wow, like I definitely, I am not that. And yeah. you don't realize how much you actually have grown up until you see somebody in that specific age in front of your face. You're like, wow, I'm really not that anymore. Right. I get that really hard when I, uh, I don't know if you still have your Facebook, but I, I've had Facebook since I was... <laughs> Like in like, I was like a sophomore in high school. Same. And when, I, when I look at my memories and like, I'm looking back at things that I posted, I, I have to delete half of what I see because it's so cringy. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I don't think of myself as like being this 30 year old man. I still feel like, you know, 25, like I still feel like that person. But then if I look at things I said and things that I thought when I was 25, posted on Instagram or Facebook at that time, I'm like, oh my God, who was that? You know, it's like, oh, that's terrible. So, but you want to know, you want to know the thing about Facebook is, is that was, I mean, MySpace aside, right? MySpace just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, but Facebook was like the first thing that is still technically currently around that like you, we can go back to a certain point, like when we were 15, 16 and be like, what the fuck was I saying? Truly. And like, we didn't care though. Like kids nowadays, they know like what you put out on the internet will live with you forever. What you put out there is Googleable. Like they know that now. We like heard it. It sounded like mystical. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what the fuck ever. Like we were still posting dumb shit. I was posting like horrible, horrible things about things I would do that like should not be on the internet, which now no longer are on the internet. Right, thank God. And it's like, we acted like it was like some diary that the world did not have access to. Uh, I think we are truly lucky, actually, that 
the stuff that we said, I mean, I know 2008 was still a long time ago for me, but like things before 2000, like in MySpace, I had a Zanga. Do you have a Zanga or a live journal? Did you ever keep one of those? What? I had never even heard of that. They're literally just blogs. And oh. so I, if I consider that that stuff still existed, I would be mortified. Um, but unfortunately kids, like, so again, I was, I was a high school teacher for eight years. <laughs> Kids now, everything they say and do is like permanently emblazoned online and stored in the cloud and can never disappear. And so I feel bad for kids uh, now because they, if they're dumb, like it's it's etched in their lives. It's they're they're forever going to be dumb. I also feel like they're shy. Tell me more about that. What do you mean? Like I think kids now are like almost like scared in a way to do certain things. Like, I think they're very cautious to put things out there. They post way less than our generation does. Like they were very like on it. You know what I mean? Like people want to post all the time. People want, we, we get something out of letting people watch us. I feel like that was like the influencer millennial vibe. Like people like to showcase their lives, you know? But I feel like the younger Gen Z people, they don't fucking want you to know where they're going to brunch. They don't, they don't think like going back to my brother, he'll be like, you post way too much. And I'm like, that's like normal. Like, I don't think it's too much, but like, that's how they feel. Have you, so when I was in the classroom talking to kids about social media, I learned about what a Finsta was. Do you know, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they will literally make a burner social media account so that it cannot be tracked and traced to them. Um, so, and, and like, to be, like, like anonymous on purpose. So, like, I don't know, it's kind of clever. Not that I'd make it's, a fist, but... It's definitely, it's definitely different. And it's something that, like, we weren't taught. We were just, like, first, last name. Like, we just threw it the fuck out there. Like, I was like, yep, my name's Jeff Perla. That's my... And now these kids are like... Oh, I like I would be like Jay Perla nine two eight or something, you know what I mean? So I'm like kind yeah. of hidden, but like we were all just like use our first and last names, and now you basically can like type my name into Google and like there's ask pictures, there's whatever, and I'm like honestly whatever. Like this is. <laughs> Listen, if you lean into that with full confidence, I totally support that. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just where we're at, and it's not going to ever change. And like honestly, I don't even care. Like I feel like it's been so fun. I don't regret it. And like, there's way worse things of other people out there. So it got me this house. <laughs> hey, listen, take it and enjoy it. Lean into that. And you know, what, I wanna, what I'm, what I'm hearing you talk about, what I, like the way I'm hearing you talk about this, I really do feel like you're going to find a lot of comfort and confidence in 30 because what I'm hearing is you feeling super secure and confident about who you are. And I think what makes 30 really jarring for people is when they have to completely reevaluate who they are and when they find that they can't take the person they were in their 20s and it can't always neatly fit into their 30s i think people can have a crisis but just here that's an interesting way of looking at it yeah um because you even mentioned you you slowly noticed your friend group making subtle changes and you were able to note that and still move like move with it with comfort and ease. Yeah. And so um, accepting those changes and being comfortable with them, like seeing that your identity can still be really um, fluid and, and, but also 
there's a lot of continuity in your identity that makes aging more comfortable. Um, but I think if people find that there has to be some hard shift or who they were has to completely change, I think then people get into crisis at that point. So I don't hear that from you. So I think that's, I think you're going to find that 30 is going to be really, really comfortable and good for you. That's, that's a good way of looking at it. And you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, like, cause, okay. So let's, let's think about other people who are not you and I, for example, like, okay. What would you tell younger people? Like, do you think there's a way to prepare for your thirties if you're younger and you're like, Oh my God, I don't want this day to come. But if it does, like, how do you think younger people should prepare for the age? Yeah. Well, I think, uh, first and foremost is to stop being so terrified of 30. I think (laughs) when we like pull the curtain away and see that 30 is literally the day after 29, that it is not some monster hiding in your closet so to speak like you know so first is deconstructing what that fear means for for younger people that are turning 30. i think second and that's what i talked about earlier is to be aware of the ways that you're naturally changing and to lean into those so you know what some people i i have friends i have gay friends who were in their 50s and they are partying just as much as they were when they were 25 and if that is really who they are and they are comfortable with that, awesome. Note that and be be authentic. That's awesome. You don't need to like, if you still feel that you want to go out and hook up with 50 people and like that's comfortable, great, do it. But if you think you're supposed to stop and then you stop and you feel like trapped by that, that's not okay, you know? So just note the natural way you feel as you age and lean into it. You don't need to change for anybody You don't need to change because society says you're supposed to do X, Y, and Z at this time. Um, Just be authentically yourself at 29 or four days into your 30s. You know, like (laughs) those two people, you know them, just get to know them better and be comfortable being that person. That's what I would say. Okay, but truth, I'm going to ask you this and be honest. Yeah. Back in the day, you're in a bar, you're in a club, whatever. When you see an older guy in the club, what is your perception of that? Gosh, it just depends on the guy. Um, you know, but some people, I'm like, that is a delicious 38 year old man, mm-hmm. and I would like to go talk to that person. And sometimes I look at that person, and they look like they're in a completely different world than I am. And so that creates some some distance. Like I don't, I don't have any familiarity with what it means to be in that person's shoes. Um, I think the way you carry yourself is so huge. And so for certain people that That's I saw true. in their 30s, if they carried themselves with confidence and ease and they were relaxed, like I wanted to get to know them or do other things with them, so to speak, you know? And some people I just, I knew I couldn't interact with. They didn't see You want to know what's so weird though, too, is I feel like I'm noticing, like you don't realize that your attraction towards people changes as you get older. Like yes. to me- going back to what we were talking about earlier, when I was in like my early twenties, I would never fathom hooking up with a 30 year old because I was hung up on that number. But now I look at someone who's 21 and I'm like, I can't imagine hooking up with you because you look so young. They are a literal child. Yes. (laughs) Like they look so young. And it's so weird because like, I don't think I look necessarily 30 but I also don't look 21. You know what I mean? It's just like so weird that you like look at them and you're like, you are way too young that I just can't even imagine that. Yeah. Sometimes biology does that work for you. Um, I completely agree. 
um, if I like drive around a college campus and I'm looking at kids aged like 18 to 22, they literally look like children. And I, I think, again, some of that could be because I taught high school. So mm. I taught 18 year olds. They're just a couple years from 20. Like I immediately shut down any potential because <laughs> that's problematic. It's a big no, no. Right. It's the job. Literally. And so seeing 21-year-olds, 20-year-olds, to me, they just look like older high schoolers. And I'm like, ugh. Like, yeah, I can't believe I even dated people that looked like that. Um, <laughs> your brain can really mess with your perception of, of attractiveness as you get older. So, Yeah, it's wild. I mean, what do you – okay, here's one. What do you think the difference between a gay 30 and a straight 30 is? I think actually – um, while I think there is some like weight to being gay 30, I think in general, gay culture is so emphatic on socializing and friendship and being and having fun that I think gay 30 is still this adventurous and exciting time for somebody that honestly, I, I love hanging out with gay 30 year olds. And sometimes I think straight 30 year olds, um, I think you mentioned earlier the expectation can be just to to actually just settle and to stay where you are and to pair off and get married. And um, I just think societally, there is a big difference between straight 30 and gay 30. So, um, well, let me tell you from a female perspective of straight 30, I have some girlfriends who like obviously are my age and they are tweaking. I'm like, girl, they're like, I'm not, I'm like, it's fine. Like if you have a baby, you have a baby. If you don't, you don't. If you get married, you will. Like, just if you wake up every day and you're having fun, who really gives a fuck? Exactly. A thousand percent. Completely. And that's kind of how we just got to roll with it. Yeah. Okay. Let's play a game. Should we play a game? I love games. Let's do it. Okay. I'm going to play, I'm not even sure the category of this would you rather at this point. I was like, let's play like an aging would you rather and then I just started writing shit down and my brain just went where it wanted to go. Yeah, perfect. I'm, I'm all in. Let's do it. Okay. So do you have five things for me? Uh, yes, I do. I have five things. All right. I'll go first and then you can ask me. And then if we end up on a tangent, typical. <laughs> it happens exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. My first one for you is would you rather get wrinkles but stay fit? Or have like tight skin and gain some weight. This is easy. Mm. I love my skincare routine. So I, I want to keep that beautiful glow, like dewy skin. So I'm definitely going to say tight skin, gain some weight. And honestly, I like thicker guys. So who cares? Let's, let's a two in one for me. You know, I could not agree more. Like, I feel like having my like good skin, like I feel like is like, love it. I, I'm not ready for wrinkles though. No, I totally get that. So like Same. I could handle I could handle a little pudge. <laughs> Retinol is my best friend. I will take the pudge, but keep keep my elasticity, please. <laughs> you do for everybody who cannot see, which is everybody, you do have a glow. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my question for you based on this conversation today is would you rather date someone older than you or younger than you? Ooh. Okay, so I feel like I'm definitely like in the middle on this one at the moment, but I guess 
oh my God, I guess I'll say younger. (laughs) Okay. Tell me why younger. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like for some reason, like going older at the moment, I'm not ready for. Mm. Like, I feel like younger is less commitment that like, I know it's going to go nowhere. So like, I would probably go for younger guys at the moment before I went for somebody older than me. It's less of a risk is what I'm hearing. Yes. Like older just means like, I I just can't get there yet. Yeah. That's fair. What's your basement then? Like what's your, what's the youngest you would date right now? Well, I do have a boyfriend now. But if I were to go out there and date other people, I would say probably 26. Yeah, that's fair. I, I would set my filters to that age. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like 24, like you still, you don't, you're not there. It's amazing how different that is. Yeah. Like, like I remember being that age being like, oh my God, fuck, I'm just going to put this dinner on a credit card because I don't have money in my bank account. Yeah, that age, never at 31 do I do that ever. <laughs> okay, well, same but different. Um, okay. Would you rather go bald or have white hair? Oh, white hair. Absolutely. We all Couldn't agree more. We, we all know a silver fox who is gorgeous with a full head of white hair. Mm-hmm. I my um my my older brother he's six and a half years older than me he um for the longest time voluntarily shaved his hair for every like he 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 like went completely bald um and like if that's my future absolutely not no hard no interesting um, yeah, I mean yeah I hear you yeah he grew it back out so good but um definitely white hair not bald listen I've been popping. Propecia finished dried since I was like 24 and it's done wonders. So if you're not on it, full head of hair. Yeah. Thank you. If you're not on it, get on it. It'll keep your hair. Yeah. I'm, I'm very lucky that hopefully my Italian jeans keep my, my hair full, you know? Yeah. She's looking thick. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So when it comes to being older, um, a big thing about being older is that you have more money. And that's where kind of this sugar daddy thing, you know, comes out of. So would you rather have a sugar daddy or be that established sugar daddy for somebody else? I mean, I would definitely rather have one. Like, why would I give my money away when I could just take someone else's? Well, if if you were the sugar daddy, you would have eternal youth in your sugar baby, you know? You just siphon it off of them. Nope. I am not taking care of any... Any young twink because they want a fucking Gucci bag. No, oh, I agree. No, I, I completely agree. A thousand percent. So basically, if we're both on the market, if there's a daddy. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone listening now has a lot of money and they want to give it to people, <laughs> that could be us. Um, send us a message. Thank you. Oh, my God. Okay. If you could be your same age you are now, but you had to join a different generation. Would you rather join the millennial group of kids or be a baby boomer? Which age growing up would be better for you? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say millennial because baby you boomer. You can't say millennial because we you are. You millennial. No, you're uh, either going to be Gen Z. Oh, or Gen boomer. Z. Okay, great. Yes, Gen Z. Um, I think younger the younger generation while 
they all have their problems. Every generation had their problem. Um, I think they're much more socially minded. And I think that um, they have a really balanced view of things like work-life balance and, you know, mental health. So I definitely would say uh, Gen Z, because I think baby boomers, there's just too much different about the conditions in which they grew up. And I would not want to do that. Yeah, they it's that's a tough one. Yeah. Would you do the same thing? What, what would you what would you do? I would probably do the same thing because I feel like I know how I think of boomers to an extent that they like are so stuck in their ways that like, I hope I'm never that like if I get older, like I hope I would like learn and try to hear someone else out that's younger than me, but like they don't give a fuck. Agreed. Yeah. I don't want to be that person in the, in the okay boomer joke. That's not, that's <laughs> not going to be me. <laughs> All right. right. In a dating context, would you rather have a really deep, serious relationship, but you cannot have sex or never be able to have a serious relationship, but all the sex you want? Oh, boy. I mean, let me say this. I think having sexual chemistry is very important. So I'm going to go with the sex aspect because I think this is going to sound weird, but I think there's like a level of like companionship you can get from friendships that like can kind of like feel, fill a void sometimes that like, like your best friends, like it, it works. No, that's, that's a thousand percent valid. Um, so None, nothing about that is weird. That makes yeah. total sense. Okay. Here's a weird one for you. Actually, no. We'll, we'll start here. Okay. Would you rather grow old with one person who you're so in love with for the rest of your life or have multiple serious partners throughout your lifetime who you're also in love with? So... To clarify, you're asking, when I grow up, I only have one person, and that's basically it. Or I go through a series of people. Is that the question? Yeah. If I had to choose, I think because I'm such an extrovert and I love people, I would be okay with lots of different people because I feel like I would learn a lot from those individuals, and um, I think I would grow a lot as a person as I had each of those chapters open and close. So that's what I think. I think that makes it more interesting. Like, I'm not saying I don't want to be with one person the rest of my life. Correct. But like, I feel bad when like, I see like people at like my parents age and like their actual close friends, you know what I mean? And like, they had like a significant other die or whatever. And they're like, he was the only one for me. Like, I'm never going to date anybody else. And it's like, girl, go meet someone else. Like, what the fuck are you supposed to do for the next, like, 30 years? Like, you can date other people. It's like, go live your life. You know what I mean? Like, you can love more than one person. So I feel like, I feel that. That's a big, I think, generational thing, too. I think there was this belief that you were supposed to find one person that was your soulmate, and then you stick with them no matter what. And, like, you cling on to that person as, like, the only person you're supposed to be with back, like, in older generations. And I think... 
people our age and younger, I think we see love as being very abundant and you have a lot of options. So just because you lose one person or one relationship ends, it doesn't mean you don't have the capacity to connect with a lot of other people. So I completely agree with you. Mm. All right, give me what you got. All right, so this one's a little simplistic, but would you rather only, if you were single, be able to use Grindr or Tinder? So I, ooh, I guess that depends what you're going for here. Okay, I would say I would probably rather use Tinder because I think your quality of people is a little better. And I think the intention is even if it's 1% more there, it's more 1% there. If I were to message somebody on Grindr saying I'm looking for a boyfriend, I would look like I'm on meth. <laughs> so, a lot of people do though. But no, I agree with you. Tinder definitely would be my choice as well. Yeah, like if you want to hook up, you can use Tinder. You could sound like that guy, that's fine. But if you on the other end use Grindr to find a boyfriend, people are going to look at you like, girl, you are on the wrong app. Right. You are in the wrong location. <laughs> <laughs> Trouble ahead. Okay, I'm going to pivot on this one. Great. Hocus Pocus edition. All right. Would you rather fuck Winnie, Sarah, or Mary? Winnie's the oldest one, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll do Winnie. She probably knows so much. You know what I'm saying? Like, she... <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I could get past the teeth. Like, I would not want her to give me a blowjob with those teeth. Listen, but... if you're like nine thousand years old, something's gonna <laughs> fall apart somewhere. I'll take the wisdom of Winnie. <laughs> she is the one who always gets the broom. Listen, there's so many perks to Winnie. Mm-hmm. And like, you guys can maybe have like hot like ginger babies. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I am definitely part ginger. Yeah, so, I see some redness coming through. They would be uh, gorgeous, you know, red-haired uh, pseudo-witches, I guess. For sure, witches. Absolutely. All right, my last would-you-rather question for you. Would you rather date someone that lives near you, but they have to leave for months at a time, or date someone that is permanently long-distance about two hours away. So I have found, I actually like the coming and going. So like, I think it makes it more enjoyable when you're not around me 24 seven, that like, I like want to want to see you. Yes, yeah. So I'm gonna go with option one here because I think they're like, those are actually healthy relationships that like, when they're not around, you can go be with your friends. You can go be crazy. Like you don't have this like person waiting for you at home or like you don't have to feel obligated to like bring them out. Like, and I know that also on the other end could sound unhealthy to somebody, but I think it's like a, about a balance. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to be out with your significant other 24 seven. No, I, I thousand percent agree. Um, a level of independence is really important for me too. So that line of reasoning exactly tracks with what my thoughts are. Wow. We've been, we've been so on par with each other this whole, this. This is great. whole time. I'm like, yeah. how far away do you live? Just kidding. <laughs> I'm in Raleigh, so <laughs> quite a ways. 
you have your independence. There you go. <laughs> so like, how do we wrap this up? Like, I know this sounds weird, but like, how do we kind of like normalize aging? I know someone who's like 50 is going to DM me and be like, Jeff, shut the fuck up. You're acting like, but on a serious note, like how do you normalize aging and like make it less scary? No matter if you're turning 30 or 40, or even if you're an 18 year old scared to turn fucking 20, like how do you make it normal? I think we all have somebody in our life that is in a different age bracket as us that's older, that seems to just be an awesome human. They could be 50, they could be 70, and you see how incredible they are and how vibrant they are and how interesting they are. And I think knowing that you can be that person, you can be that person who's a little older but still be an incredible person. Um, and that makes me excited to age. There doesn't have to be this significant change I can still be uh, uh, as exciting as I want to be and as attractive as I want to be to people, no matter how old I am. So just having that role model, that that beacon that says age doesn't mean anything, I think is going to be really uh, in, like instrumental in making you feel better about aging. I feel like that's actually so nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Alex, I feel like we could talk for quite some time, but that is all the time we have for um, today. So where can everybody find you on Instagram, TikTok? How do they find you? Yeah, so same username everywhere. It's just Alberti Development, A-L-B-E-R-T-I Development. So TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, I'm there if you ever want to chat. And if you have questions about personal development, what the fuck to do with your life, message Alex. Please do. He's quick in the DMs. I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you can tune in next week for another episode of Behind the Bum. Alex, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it.